Come into his presence with thanksgiving in your heart and give him praise. And give him praise. Come into his presence with thanksgiving in your heart and voices raise. Your voices raise. Give glory and honor and power unto him. Jesus, the name above all names. Sing it with us. Come into his presence with thanksgiving in your heart and give him praise. And give him praise. Come into his presence with thanksgiving in your heart. Your voice is raised. Your voice is raised. Give glory and honor and power unto him. Jesus, the name above all names. I have to apologize to Brooke. We added this this morning. Sorry. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> All about a white uh, amen. If you're able, let's stand and sing God Still Moves. You believe that? I do. Amen. God still moves. God still moves. Welcome everybody here this morning. If we have some guests, and we do have, and uh, I want to introduce them as Carolyn and Joe with Baby Hunter, who we've been praying for. And so it's good to see that he's able to come and his big brother Hunter, and I'm excuse me, big brother Joe. Yeah, I had the notes down here, but I, big brother Joe and Belle. So welcome all y'all and any other guests we have here. If you're a guest, fill out a connect card that's in the songbook rack in front of you and just drop it in the, leave it on the seat or drop it in the 
lockbox back there and we'll uh, be able to connect with you. If you want to give today, you can give to go to cyberstreet.church slash give or you can drop a check or cash in the lockbox back on the back wall. Don't forget today we're singing at the guest house at 3 o'clock. We have our Wednesday night Bible study. And next Sunday we're going to have a special speaker. It's going to be a Gideon speaker, Malcolm Bass. We call him Largemouth Bass, but y'all have to tell him that. He's a good guy, though. And uh, on Sunday, August the 20th, having a potluck dinner, followed by the morning service. And I want to share a scripture with you this morning. This is Psalms 103, the first part of it. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, and redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. So those of you who are suffering from ailments, think of Ron, he got stung by a wasp last week, and uh, let's remember him when we come to our prayer request, but God is still in control. He can heal those illnesses. Okay, guess what today is? Happy birthday and happy anniversary for August. So let's sing. There's our August birthdays up there. Do we have any anniversaries in August? Ah, oh, there they are. All right, let's do the birthdays first. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. you'll have many more blessings. All right, let's stand if you're able, and we're going to sing a song, Guide Me, O Thy Great Jehovah. We're going to sing all verses of those. Strong deliverer, 
reach the river Jordan, bid my anxious fears subside. Bear me through the swelling current, land me safe on pain and sigh. Songs of praises, songs of praises, I will ever give to thee. to continue standing. It is truly wonderful what the Lord has done. Let's sing all verses. He pardoned my transgressions. He sanctified my soul. He honored my confessions. Since by his blood I'm whole, it is truly wonderful what the Lord has done. It is truly wonderful, it is truly wonderful, it is truly wonderful what the Lord has done. Glory to his name, he brings me through afflictions. He It is truly wonderful, it is truly wonderful, it is truly wonderful what the Lord has done. Glory to His name, He keeps me firm and faithful, His love I do enjoy, for this I shall be grateful. What the Lord has done. It is truly wonderful. It is truly wonderful. It is truly wonderful what the Lord has done. Glory to His name. Amen. Brother Dan's going to bless us with a song, and I'm going to let the children stay in here, and then y'all may leave after he sings. Now, before I sing, y'all be seated. Before I sing, I thought I would sing a wake-up song for you all. Now, anybody here like <clears throat> country western? Nobody likes it? Well, I, 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 this song is kind of special and unique. Uh, I had a brother, a younger brother, that uh, wrote music. And uh, if I can get this back on here. And uh, he... he did some uh, some uh, recordings, and this is one of his accompaniment tape that he passed on uh, 12, 13 years ago, and uh, he gave me, before he died, he gave me all of his tapes. And so this is why you get to hear songs like this, and this is kind of upbeat, and so you can put a smile on your face, and you can even say hallelujah or praise the Lord, or whatever you want to do, but I want to talk, sing about there's a man in here. 
to water, to wine, and he walks on the water and gives sight to the blind, and he gives back life to the ones that's dead, and he fed four thousand with seven loaves of bread. There's a man in here who makes demons flee, who makes cripples walk, and has chosen even me, and he lives in my heart, and I have no fear. I'm a better man, cause there's a man in here. There's a man in there that I'm looking for, cried the man who could find no room at the door. So they lowered him down on a stretcher bed, and Jesus looked at him and said, All your sins are all now gone this day, take up your bed and go on your way. As he passed through the crowd, they heard him declare, I can tell you all, there's a man in there. There's a man in here. The disciples cried when their ship was tossed from side to side. So they woke him up as the waves grew high and said, don't you care? that we're about to die and he said peace be still when the winds had laid he said where's your faith and why are you so afraid when they saw that the Sioux was soothe and clear they said thank you God there's a man in here there's a man in here who turns water to wine and he walks on the water and gives sight to the blind Dead, and he fed four thousand with seven loaves of bread. There's a man in here who makes demons flee, who makes cripples walk, and has chosen even me. And he lives in my heart, and I have no fear. I'm a better man, cause there's a man in here. I'm a better man, cause there's a man in Now don't start dancing, Dale. <laughs> and leading up to prayer, uh, I do appreciate all y'all's kind words about my sister passing. Some of y'all remember her. We used to come to church here when we were both younger. Many, many, many years younger. Yeah, remember L.B. and Marie Honeycutt, Lynn's mom and dad, Pat Eads, Sandy Adams. I got to visit Nancy this week. She's looking good, but still can't raise her arm, you know, so keep her in your prayers. Uh, Ron got stung last week and uh, got a, kind of an infection. I think the wasp laid an egg in him. <laughs> he said he had some little beads come out, so... Anyway, it's getting better, but keep him in your prayers. Uh, remember our singing at the guest house today and those traveling. Uh, that would include our guest this weekend. We sure enjoyed having you with us. So uh, He's not a guest anymore, but <laughs> he's a regular. 
Um, Brian. Yeah, Brian. We, uh, that prayer request line does work good. When uh, I found out about my sister's death, I contacted your wife, and she got us right on the prayer list. So that's always there. If you need a prayer request on there, everybody can uh, be praying about your needs. And Lynn, it's good to have you back. We missed you. Me too. He was so sad when you was gone. <laughs> he the wash done. All right. Um, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your blessings. We thank you, Lord, for this beautiful day you've given us. We pray, Lord, that you will continue to be with us. Send us the rain we need. You know how dry it is, even some burn bands out. So we do need the rain, Lord. Uh, so uh, that would help cool things off, too. So bless us with that. Touch on each of these needs we just mentioned, Lord. Give healing where healing is needed and comfort where comfort is needed. Touch hearts where they need to be touched, Lord. Bring us all together again this Wednesday for another good Bible lesson. Bless our speaker next Sunday, Be Gideon Sunday. Malcolm Bass is a, a good speaker. Looking forward to hearing what he has to say to us. Oh Lord, we thank you for all your blessings and care for us. We ask all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Children, you may go to Children's Church. Let's stand if you're able. We have a song, Under His Wings. Sing one and third verse. Under His wings I am safely abiding.
appreciate your good singing this morning. Didn't y'all sing good? Give yourselves a hand. You know, uh, we, don't come, we don't come to a funeral this place every Sunday. We come to celebrate new life. And new life is when we have joy and we share together. Perhaps one person would have a word of testimony this morning because in a worship service, you are the participants. Did you know that? You are the participants and God is the audience. I'm just simply the prompter. Did you know that? So you are a participant. Has anybody got a good word to say about the Lord this morning? He always loves it. He, he does. Well, that's more than Shirley says. No. <laughs> Amen. Anybody else got a word they like? A short word, testimony. I, I don't drive in a big city, so she may still be stranded. Anybody else got something? God been good to you this week? Anybody? I'd like to thank the Lord for healing me from stage four cancer. 19 years of cancer. Amen. Praise the Lord. Anybody else want to participate? Don't want anybody to miss a blessing. Amen. Well, good. Anybody else? It is good to be able to share with you a couple of things. I will be gone next Sunday, and that's why you're having... <laughs> I just want you to know how I gave him specific instructions to go at least 40 minutes next week. No, I didn't. I said, I, I know you do. As most of you know, we got a wedding that's going to happen in November in Oklahoma City. And so next week is the, uh, all the family is coming and we're in our preparation stage of getting wedding and everything. And they didn't even invite Lynn and me. And then all of a sudden I get this, this, uh, invitation from my daughter out in Arizona who's flying in and she said dad she said are you coming to Oklahoma City I said I haven't been invited not planning on it she said well I need somebody now you keep in mind there's festivities going on we need somebody to watch your grandson call I said oh really I said well what about Cora my granddaughter well I said I'm not coming if she's not coming and she's, they said, well, she'd be on that plane too. So I'm going to get to see my family next week. And we're taking a little journey to Oklahoma City next, uh, next Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And uh, we have not had a Gideon speaker here for a while. And I know we've always had Dale, but uh, we've always got Dale. Where'd Dale go? See, he left already. Oh, okay. But, uh, but uh, I think the Gideons are a part of our outreach of our church. 
that we, we uh, support them in giving out the Bibles at different places. And I think it's important for them to give you a report every once in a while. And uh, so that is next week. Please be here and support them, uh, even when I'm not here. Uh, and I'll be here in, in spirit. Another thing I want to, uh, to push uh, a little bit extra this morning is two weeks from today, we are having a potluck dinner. You know what it means? You know what that means? It's pot luck. So you br- I, well, the, Amy, Amy is, is heading this up, and she's volunteered to do that, and she's not here this morning, is she? Well, we're having that. Oh, okay. Okay. So you're filling in for her shoes. So anything that I say good about her, you'll take it back, okay? And uh, she said, I think she's going to have a list uh, probably next week for you to, to sign up to see what you would bring. We haven't had a good uh, potluck dinner since I came as your pastor. And I think it's very good. It's also uh, Bryce, is, uh, we want to uh, celebrate his coming to us. Bryce is not here today is because it, uh, his birthday is this week and his mother has not seen him all summer. And she wanted to have a birthday dinner for him in Baton Rouge. And he couldn't make Baton Rouge in here at the same time. So anyhow, that's where Bryce is at today. And I told him, go ahead. He needs to be with his family. So uh, anyhow, we want to, that Sunday that we have uh, two weeks from today, we're going to have this uh, uh, dinner. And we want you to be a part of it. Doesn't cost you anything. If you don't bring anything, that's all right too. I know that there'll be plenty to eat. uh, But uh, please uh, keep that in your mind. And uh, I appreciate that very much. I think that's all that I had. Anybody wants to join us in singing today at the guest house, please do. We always have a good time. Miss Caroline gets up there, and believe it or not, she gets up there and she starts dancing. And, you know, she gets carried away. And, and, you know, y'all need to come out and see that if nothing else. But, well, we have a good time. We have a good time singing and and, singing. Worshiping with uh, the, uh, I almost said inmates. Uh, <laughs> the residents. <laughs> I didn't really say that, did I? All right, now for the thing you that is least important um, in our service. You've already participated. Now it's my turn to share God's word. So I will do that this morning. I've entitled some thoughts that I want to share today uh, from God's word in Isaiah chapter 40. And uh, this scripture speaks to us about rest. Does anybody need rest this morning? Uh, About three or four of you. None of the rest of you do, I'm sure. Did you know that recent research has shown that a 20-minute power nap benefits each of us in our concentration our alertness, our creativity, and our mood. 
to that mood. There was people like Thomas Edison, William Winston Churchill, Napoleon, great leaders of our country and world that practiced having a power nap in the afternoon. I've heard now a lot of older people say, uh, well, I, 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 man, I just can't make it. I've got to have my power nap. Hey, well, that's a natural thing, so that's good, and you can appreciate that. It's also a fact that there are companies, big corporations such as Nike and British Airways and, and others have started to pr promote power naps in the workplace. I'm sure that they've done this to all of your places. Uh, Google has even taken a step further and they now provide relaxation pods to their employees. And they, in this pod, they have uh, soothing music and soft lights. And then they wake them up after 20 minutes of being in there. Power naps. If you had your power nap today, do not take your power nap in the next 20 minutes. <laughs> Scripture is found in Isaiah chapter 40, verses 28 through 31, and this is probably one many of you know by heart. But a lot can be learned from the prophet Isaiah. I want you to think about some things about Isaiah that maybe you did not know. There are 66 chapters in Isaiah. 66 chapters. The first 39 chapters of Isaiah talks about the judgment of God upon Israel because of their sinfulness to God. The last 26 chapters reveals the grace and mercy that God is willing to give for deliverance. Now I want you to think about that. Isaiah has 66 chapters. Does anybody know how many books in the Bible there are? 66. Isn't that amazing? And something else, the first 39 books in the Old Test are in the Old Testament. Just as the first 39 chapters of Isaiah talks about the judgment of God. And the New Testament, which talks about God's grace and forgiveness, is in the final 26 books of the Bible, as well as the 26 chapters of Isaiah. I thought that was kind of ironic as I was studying it a little bit. You know, God's word just goes together so well. God's word is perfect in how, it, how it's all formed and, and intertwined. In this 40th chapter that we're reading, this remember this is the first chapter of his grace and his mercy, God of Israel has a question. And I want to ask you this question too this morning. Do you not know, in spite of everything, you know, Inquisitive minds want to know, don't they? We like to know answers. Some of us are giving answers to questions that we never ask. But we all want answers. And I ask you this morning, do you not know? And we're going to get into this text. Keep in mind that the Babylonians now inhabited Jerusalem. 
Jerusalem, Israel's capital. The temple has been destroyed. The people have been taken in captivity. But God, starting with his 40th chapter, through his, uh, his prophet Isaiah, begins to speak to him. Listen what he says. Verse 28. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, he does not become weary. Y'all say that with me. Weary or tired. Tired. Can y'all say that? I know it just is hard to come out, isn't it? His understanding is inscrutable. He gives strength to the weary. And to him who lacks might, he increases power. Though youths grow weary and tired, surely youths don't grow weary and tired, do they? And vigorous young men, they stumble badly. Yet those who what? Wait, y'all say wait. Wait. Wait for the Lord. Wait for it. Wait for the Lord. We'll gain what? New, new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run. Mary's going to start running any minute. She's going to start running these aisles. They will run and they will not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. Have you ever been involved in something that's taken maybe perhaps a lot of your time and you just had to get a second wind? A moment perhaps that you pause and catch your breath. Perhaps you've grown weary or you have really felt weak. (laughs) Here's the one I wrote because I see it on the commercial all the time. Have you ever fallen down? I fell down and I can't get up. I've heard some of you say that. Here's another one. Has your memory ever failed you? (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking at Priscilla. Has your memory ever failed you? Here's the last question. Is anyone tired right now? Now, I've divided this portion of Scripture into three parts. I found that Scripture sometimes and Scripture memorization is like teaching my young grandson the ABCs. My grandson is three years old, getting ready to go to pre-something or other. I don't know what they call it now. But he has been learning his ABCs. Now I want you to know that he cannot comprehend what those ABCs mean. But he goes A, B, C, D, E, F. He can say them all. He don't know what they mean. And sometimes scripture becomes that to us. Where we know what the scripture says. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believeth in him should not perish in everlasting life. Or... We all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We could go on and on and on. But what does these scriptures mean? That's another thing. And to many of us, those scriptures are in our hearts, but we really don't understand them. And this morning, I want to try to break down this portion of scripture. 
I want you to know that God is the source of all strength, of all power, and of all refreshment. Anybody need a refreshment today? I want you to know that I love refreshments. You can't tell that, can you? One of the things since I've come down here to Louisiana from up north, one of the things I, I discovered up north, we didn't have many places that knew what banana pudding or bread pudding was. But when I came down here, it seems like every restaurant in the book's got dessert, bread pudding, and I'm a little bit overtaken by, I, I, I can't, I, I, can, I have a hard time overcoming the power of bread pudding to Dan, Dan. Come give, and it's kind of a refreshment for me. Now I know that some of you are saying, well, Dan, that's part of your problem. I want you to know my blood sugar was 116 this morning after my bread pudding yesterday. <laughs> but I want you to know we need refreshments in life. We need new energy and we need new power to be overcomers in life. In this portion of scripture, in the previous 39 chapters, we notice that the people of Israel who had been taken captive by the Babylonians, they began to complain to the prophet Isaiah. And in complaining to the prophet Isaiah, they were complaining about God. They complained that God had lost his awareness of what was taking place in their life. God was distant and uncaring. Have you ever felt that way in your life? Where is God? Where is God when I need him? Things aren't working like I have planned. And we think God is distant from us. Where was God when I was hurting? When I was depressed? When I was discouraged? When I was sick? Where's God been? The first point I want to make to you this morning is a confirmation from God in verse 28. A confirmation from God to us and to Israel this morning. It's a confirmation that God tells us about himself once again. God says, look back at my record, people. I want to draw you a, refresh your mind in a picture of God. You know, there's a lot of people today said God is dead. I'm trying to figure out if he's God, when did he die? But there's philosophers that will get on there. I heard this morning, uh, last night on, on a, a news article that said that only 32% of children believe in a God today. Think about that. Where's God? Where is he at in our nature, in our, our being today? God gives us a picture. How big is God? Do you know that God measures water, in the, a drop of water in the hollow of his hand? And he measures the universe with one finger. God is God. Is God too old for you and me? Is God worn out? Is God useless today? 
uh, God confirms, first of all, to him, to the people of Israel, and to us this morning, that God is still the everlasting God. Somebody say amen. He's the everlasting God. He's a God of all ages. You know, there is no equal to God. There is nobody that we can put on the same plane as God. Jesus says, and it's recorded in Revelation chapter 1, that Jesus being the creator, he was the Alpha and Omega. That's the two Greek letters of the alphabet, the first and the last. He's the beginning and the end. He was before all things and he will be after all things. That's the God. God reminds us that he is an everlasting God. There is no beginning and there is no end. Now what should excite us about that today is that he is your God and he is my God today. And I serve an everlasting God. Do you? I'm glad somebody does this morning. The second thing he says that I am the Lord, the everlasting God, the Lord. The Lord, one of a kind. He is sovereign. He's a class of his own. There is no comparison to anything. The Lord, the Apostle Paul says, at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue confess that he is indeed Lord of all. Is he your Lord this morning? He says that's who he wants to be in our life. Not only an everlasting God, but he wants to be the Lord. He says in the Old Testament that when you think about the Lord, that I will protect you. He says the rivers will not overflow you. The fire will not scorch you. The flame will not burn you because I, the Lord, am with you. And when you're tired and when you're worn out, and you don't have another ounce of energy, know that the Lord of Lords is still on the throne and he is the everlasting Lord. He goes on and he says, I'm the creator of the earth. Have you forgotten that everything that we see, everything good has been created by God? Do you know there's a word that is used to describe it in the Hebrew? It's called ex nihilio. I know y'all don't mean a thing to you. It actually don't mean anything to me, but they taught it in theology class. I thought I'd use it today. Ex nihilio, which means out of nothing. Out of nothing, God created. Out of nothing, God created. There is no equal to him. Where at whatever God creates, he can control. Did you know that? He can control whatever he creates. Now sometimes we don't want to give him control, do we? And when we don't allow him to control us, well, God gives you the freedom of choice of who you want to serve. You know... I don't know how God created the heavens and the earth other than what's recorded in Genesis chapter 1. I don't know when he did it. I don't know why he did it. 
There was no blueprint or advice that God went to to make the heavens and the earth. But the scripture says that he spoke and the world came into being. He didn't have a consultant. And that he calls the stars by name. You know, people are naming the stars these days. They're paying money so that they can have a star named after them. God doesn't require us to pay him any money because he owns the cattle on a thousand hills, the wells and every mile. He made it all. He owns it all. And because we are his children, they're ours too. You know, we, we, when, when we were created, God created us to enjoy his other creation. That's why, uh, you know, when God created man and woman, he said, this is good. This is very good. God had a plan. I think it's still a good plan today, don't you? He's the creator of the earth. And he goes on here in the next part. He says, and he does not become weary. And he does not become, what's the word? Tired. God is not too weak to act on, our, act on our behalf. There are no power naps for God. I like the scripture from Psalms 172 said, The Lord gives his, his beloved sleep. How many of you like that at night? The Lord gives his beloved sleep. God does, does not get exhausted. He's worked for centuries and millennium. My God is still on the throne and he hadn't given up yet. Aren't you glad this morning? He's not weary and he's not tired. And whatever circumstances we find ourselves in today, God is still there for you and me. He goes on, his understanding is beyond our wisdom. One version says it's inscrutable. His mind is inscrutable. You know, there's a lot of people in this world that are very smart and educated people. There's geniuses out there. I happen to be a brother to one genius in my family. And I tell you what, he drives me nuts. His mind is always going and he's talking nonstop and he tells you everything he knows. And that's just the tip of the iceberg what he knows. You ask him a question and he knows. But my God, his understanding is inscrutable. We cannot understand how much, how wise his wisdom is. Do you know, we're never going to be able to figure God out. We're never going to be able to comprehend how wise God is. There are situations that I wish I had wisdom to, and so I turn to the Lord in prayer and ask God for wisdom. Do you? Because he's so much wiser than anybody else. He's wiser than all the geniuses on this earth. I can't figure him out. I just know that he said he was the I am that I am. I will be whatever you need. And I don't know what you need this morning. But my God, by his inscrutable wisdom, knows your life and he knows my life. We may not understand, 
the dire straits that we might find ourselves in. But whatever is needed, he is. God's desire is to learn for us, to teach us to have peace in him. I talked about I talked about peace several a couple of months ago. That's God's goal for our life is to be at peace, to be at peace with Him and be to be at peace with each other. And that peace comes through knowing Christ. I want you to know that God is aware of your circumstances, whatever they may be this morning. He may be he, you may be weak, you may be depressed. You may just be tired this morning, but God is aware of your circumstances. He has the authority and means to lifting us up. And we can have meaning in our life, even difficult, during difficult times, because of the fact that he has sent his spirit to include us. Well, the second point, somebody say second point. All right, there you go. Just want to know if you're following me. I want to see if you're tired and taking your power nap yet. Okay, okay. I want to talk about the condition of the people. First of all, we talked talk about God's conditions and how he explains to us, uh, us who he is. And now we want to talk about the condition of the people, verse 30. And he says, youth is weary and tired. Now, maybe I'm still youth and don't know it. I get weary and tired. So does that make me a youth? Probably not. There's a time when we recognize that we don't have any power to be overcomers. And we stumble badly, the next verse says. We get wiped out. And sometimes we ask God the question, why won't you let me have that, Lord? Or why did this have to happen to me? And we stumble badly when we decide to discern and return to our own strength. We've decided not to wait on God. You know, we are the ones who faint and have no strength. It's not God. We are, and it's described here, that God has a way for us to walk in his plan. Then he says, the condition of the people is we have no power. You read the Old Testament and you read how many times that the Israelites tried to do battle without asking God first. You know, you think through history, we would learn. Even in our own nation today, we look back in history. You know, history repeats itself many times. And if we look back at the, the history of the, of the Israeli people, there were many times they decided to go into battle with the Philistines or, or the Mittites and the Hittites and whatever else tights you want. They de decided they was going to go into battle. And somehow or other they just decided because God was on their side that they should go into battle. But God never told them to. And there are some battles that we don't need to be fighting today. I'm not talking about just politically, but I'm talking about spiritually. There are some battles that th we think that we need to fight. We need to fight against our neighbors, or we need to fight against 
our politicians. We need to, we, we need to fight against uh, the weather. Or we want to complain and murmur about this or that. And we find out that we really have no power to overcome it. God says, the condition of the people is you're weary and tired. Then you stumble badly and you've decided not to wait on God and you have no power. So let's go to the conclusion. Say conclusion. He's taking his power nap. Conclusion. Under conclusion, I wrote this statement. Our conclusion does not have to be our condition. After reading this, the conclusion that we may come to that we're tired and worn out and we can't handle it, all this, it doesn't have to be our condition. Our condition as a Christian is we are an overcomer of life itself. And whatever the devil and this world may throw at you, God will fight your battle for you. Amen? What is required is spiritual strength to endure faithfully. He says, they that wait. They that wait upon the Lord. A reliance. Waiting is to rest trustfully in the Lord. That no matter happens, whatever happens, that the Lord is going before us. And it gives us some perspective and an opportunity to communicate with our inner self to wait. We don't like to wait. We want everything right now. We're in an instant society. That's why McDonald's has made a killing. That's why Burger King exists. That's why Chick-fil-A fits. Why? Because we don't like to wait for our food. We are very impatient people. We want things now. People in our, this congregation, we want success right now. But I want you to know that it's important during this time to wait on the Lord and allow the Lord to bring success and not something that we can conjure up ourselves. I want you to know that we can get all kinds of entertainment up here this morning. And maybe the place would be full. But that's not what God's called us to do. God's called for us to build his church and he's given us the keys to the kingdom to live for Christ. And as we live for Christ, he gives the increase. They that wait shall renew their strength. They shall run and not grow tired. Woo, glory. Run and not grow tired. I don't know how many runners we got in here. I'm not. I remember when I was in grade school in second grade, we started having running and we had to, we were, we were timed. You never guess who was always bringing up the rear. It was old Dan. I actually got a reputation for that when the instructor would let everybody else go first and he said, okay, and Dan. <laughs> you don't know what that did to my self-confidence. I'm not a runner. We are hopefully waiting for action on our behalf from God as we do wait. 
Do you know what the word wait means? From the Old Testament, the word used for waiting in the Old Testament is this. It means to stay underwater and stop bobbing up and down. Now figure that one out. To stay underwater and stop bobbing up and down. What happens when you go into the water? Well, you, you, you want to get to the top because you want to get your... You dive into the pool, or some of us do. Some of us belly flop into the pool. And, and, and then, and, and then we, we're, we're anxious to get above, our heads above water uh, to get, grasp some air. But the word patience and waiting means to stay under and stop bobbing up and down. And what it means in the spiritual aspect is we need to stay under God's care because he's already worked it out how we're going to survive. Patience is the calm assurance that things can happen in a different order than the way that we have in mind. How many of you are planners? You got everything about him, my wife, of course. My life is planned out. Well, besides God, my wife plans my life. I, I, my son is a planner. That's why I'm going to Oklahoma City in August for a November wedding. He's got all these plans. Well, we got to know what's happening. Blah, 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 blah. He, he's got everything planned. He's been planning this for two months. Driving me nuts. Patience, waiting. Staying under the water, waiting for the Lord to deliver us and give us that fresh breath of air. The result is our proactivity, new strength, a fresh mind. Lord, we all know we need fresh minds. A steady walk with God. And it comes from a dependence, a complete dependence on God. A willingness to allow Him to dictate the terms of our life. We like to be in charge of our life. We may like to make our own decisions, but remember, the Lord, the everlasting God, the one that neither sleeps nor slumber, is still on the throne to empower us through life. Well, the Lord's there to give us strength, and I don't know if you need strength this morning. But God wants to give you strength. The assurance in his word right here. An empowerment to be an overcomer in life. An empowerment to live like Jesus wants us to live. An empowerment to love when the world is hating. An empowerment to give when all we have is a world full of takers. An empowerment to worship when some just want to be entertained. I asked you this morning, are you tired? Are you weary? Do you not know? You know, the last part of this scripture talks about eagles. Eagles. Eagles are known for their strength and their courage. And they often are talked about their broad wings as they fly but you know, it's not their wings that makes them fly. It's the wind under their wings that makes them fly. Do you know God has the Holy Spirit who is our wind 
beneath our wings that we may mount up with wings like eagles. Eagles ride the wind, not their wings. And they fly above danger, above turbulent weather. They fly above the storm clouds. Their eyesight is panoramic. It goes all the way around. They can see a rabbit on the ground while they're flying way above the clouds. They can see a rabbit three miles away with their eagle eyes. That's pretty awesome. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. And then they can run Amen, run, and not grow weary. And they can walk through the storms of life, through the fires of hell, and not grow weary. Do you not know that God works for you? He changes circumstances. He lifts us out of our pits, and he makes us to soar like eagles. Y'all are familiar with Johnny Erickson Tata. I heard her give a testimony one time. We all know that she was in a, di a, 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 a diving accident when she was still a teenager. And she was rescued from her diving accident, but they found soon that she was paralyzed with no hope of ever walking again. And she thought to herself, God didn't work for me. There was no miracle for her healing. The medical doctors did not work for her. But God, through timing and the passing of time, even in the midst of her circumstances, God made her an instrument of grace, of healing, of faith. Her artistry, her creativity that she paints with her mouth. Her movie has showed strength made perfect in weakness. I'm going to leave you with this as I challenge you this morning. Exodus chapter 19. You yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians, the Lord says. And how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. And then the Apostle Paul says in the New Testament, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. This is to us as it was to the Corinthian church. So, we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed Day by day. For this light momentary affliction, our circumstances, is preparing us for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. May I remind you that we are in this world 
And we're going to be afflicted like everybody else on this earth. But I want to tell you, Jesus says, you may be in the world, but you're not of the world. I want you to know you are children of God. And we can rise up above our circumstances, above our diseases, above our depression, above our sicknesses, because he is the everlasting God, the Lord, the renewer of our strength. May God bless you this morning. As you go to have your strength renewed. Perhaps there's somebody this morning that seems to be weak. Perhaps there's somebody this morning that is discouraged. And perhaps God's word has spoken to your heart. Would you take just these few moments to ask the Lord to renew your strength this morning? Just right where you're at. Ask the Lord to renew your strength. And to allow his wind to fly below your wings so that you can climb the highest cloud above the highest mountain and give him glory in all things. Would you bow your heads for a moment of silent prayer and then we're going to stand and we're going to sing a little chorus from this scripture that I want you to take home with you this morning. Would you pray to yourself this morning just for a moment? Lord, in the quietness of this moment, Lord, with all of life, we know that it's pretty tough out there sometimes. And we get pretty worn. And sometimes we get spiritually dry. And we get weak. The cause us to remember the promise that was given to Israel, even in their captivity. He reminds them of who he is. And you remind us today of who you still are. That you never change. Lord, this morning, renew us. Renew our church as we wait patiently upon your intervention. As we wait for you to descend upon us. Lord, if there be someone here that is sick and afflicted, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that, Lord, you would touch their circumstances even right now. And we don't know how you want to touch them. You may want to touch them in the physical. You may want to touch them in the spiritual. You want to, make, want to touch them in their mind or in their emotions. But, Lord, you want to make us soar like eagles. So, Lord... Meet the prayers that are being uttered to you even in the silence of these moments. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand as we sing?
Teach us, Lord, teach us, Lord, to wait. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as Lord, teach us, Lord, to wait. Teach me, Lord, to what? Wait. Wait, wait on the Lord. He's your strength and he's your source this morning. I'm so glad to be able to share with you this morning. I'm so glad that you were here. And you know what? I want you to know that I love you. I don't care what you look like, Patrice. I love each and every one of you, and you are good folks, and I'm such a joy to come together to worship our God, the everlasting Lord, each Sunday. Amen. So may the Lord bless you this week, and may his face cause to shine upon you, and may you always realize his presence every day of your life. In the name of Jesus, our Lord, amen. Sir, thank you for the